Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. Yes, this is Computer Talk with Tab. I am Eric. And I'm Dennis. And that's Dennis Halnon, one of the employee owners at Tab. He comes in and helps me out with your computer comments, questions, and concerns. We have one line open for you guys, so it has been a busy morning, which is great. Gives us something to do here. 860-522-9842 is the number if you want to join us. And on the line, we had Tom in Newington who was talking about his Windows 10 taking too long to boot. Right, Tom? Right. Yes, it takes a while, yeah. All right. So we've, we did a little bit of research, and, and some things that we found on there were pretty funny. One of them, believe it or not... <laughs> Yeah. Uh, is that one of the most infamous things that causes Win 10 to have a slow boot is its fast startup option. It's got a feature, literally, that you check off for a fast startup, which is not giving you a fast startup. Um, and that would be the first thing we'd have you change to see if that's been enabled or not. You where, wanna... do I, where do I find that? Well, it's a good thing you asked. <laughs> well, we, uh, there is a where, where is that? It's obviously well. You're gonna go. Let's see here. Um, you go into settings. Let's see. You're gonna open up the settings app. Right. Um, actually, go to power options. Yeah. And let's see. You want to untick when you get in that change settings that are currently unavailable. unavailable. And then one of them should be turn on fast startup. And you're going to untick that. You're going to uncheck it. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, would that do it? How did that go by itself? Did it do this by itself? Or? Yes. Microsoft, it's it's called a feature. <laughs> and that is a default thing. It's supposed to make your help your uh, your PC turn on faster after shutdown. Um, and it doesn't sometimes. No, it it. I think what it's supposed to do is leave some things that were in memory in a special pocket, right. so to speak, on the drive, and then it vacuums it up when it boots, so that it gets back to where you were quicker. Right. But the process of getting that data from the drive and into memory seems to be flawed on some computers, and, and ironic, it doesn't work. Ironically, a shutdown isn't a shutdown anymore. A restart is much more effective at cleaning your system up than a shutdown because if this mm-hmm. is ticked, like most people have it, it literally doesn't fully shut down like you think it does. It puts it in this, like Dennis said, that little some sort of pocket yeah. for a quicker boot. So 
it's an oxymoron that the shutdown isn't a shutdown as we used to know it. Re- yeah. Restart is much more effective. So right. I'll have to try that uh, when I turn it on again. Yeah, and there's uh, about eight other things that we can list too, <laughs> and we're not kidding. I wish yeah. we were. Yeah, there, there's a there's a lot that could be involved here and that we could get to, but that would be the quickest, easiest thing to do, and I would think it's probably the most likely culprit. Yeah. Updates wouldn't have anything to do with it, would it? No. Uh, of course, uh, any, absolutely, an, it could. Anytime you have an update from Microsoft, it's a new day. Oh, cause so I, I try to keep up with it, but I don't. Know if maybe I, I check to see if if they are up to date. I don't know. I guess they are. Right. Okay. Pro- you probably I'll, are. I'll try those. I'll try that feature there, and hopefully it'll work. I appreciate your help. You're welcome, Tom. Thanks very much. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. You too. Bye-bye. Bye bye. It is it is maddening, right? You're sitting there. You want to get something done in your computer, and it's just say taking forever to boot up. I mean. <laughs> Thankfully, our TV doesn't take a week to mute it, as the song goes. Let's go to uh, Andrew. I'm sorry. Yeah, Andrew in Springfield next. What's happening, Andrew? Hi. Good morning. Can morning. you hear me okay? Yes, sir. Awesome. All right. Um, just kind of a quick question and a, and a comment as well. Um, one of the other callers had, um, had said something about, you know, how your uh, Internet company, your cable company um, – yeah you know, gives you speeds up to whether, whatever your package is, whether it's 100, 200. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I read somewhere, I'm not sure, and you guys can verify this, that once you put it in your uh, modem and router and it goes wireless, that basically cuts, you know, to Wi-Fi, it basically cuts your speed down in half and that their, their advertised speeds are only for the Ethernet cable. Is that true so you're you're right um their advertised speeds will only be for the ethernet that cable connection so if he was wireless he may not be getting his performance because his wireless radio is old old technology and it can't you're exactly right but from wireless n on and wireless n came out what in 2009 2010 wireless n is the designation n is yeah, twenty uh, wireless in is capable of up to three hundred megabits. I think so. So that should be in excess of 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 the two hundred that he's about. supposed to be getting. But if he's not current, you're exactly right, Andrew. Or if the if the device is just not optimally connected to the mm-hmm. Wi-Fi, it can reduce its speed too. You're right. And then the other thing is, if you've got a ton of Wi-Fi devices that are all talking to the same access point. That can easily flood it, and then you just don't have the speed you have to each of those devices. Right. You're oversubscribed, as you yeah. call it. Yep. Lots of variables. You're exactly right. Huh. Okay. So, real quick, my my router um, is a combo um, uh, modem router. Okay. Yeah. And that's a Netgear. It was probably, you know, $100 or whatever a couple of years ago, a few years ago. Um, I mean, is it worth it? To buy, I see. I see some of these wireless routers that are two, three hundred, and they they guarantee speeds up to this. But I mean, mm-hmm. as far as speeds go, I mean, it's it's per your cable company as well. I mean, yeah, you should have a quality, you know, router and modem. But I mean, is it worth it? To, and I know you guys can't endorse, you no. know, any name brand or anything. But is it worth it to spend, <laughs> you know, like two, three hundred dollars on a on a router? Do you or, have kids? Uh, I don't. No. Okay. So if you did. You wouldn't even be asking this question. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. So the basically it comes down to your needs, right? So 
I say that because my kids, they're now all college. I mean, they come back from college, they're in pain in the butts. Um, I got one that's run a, run a data cable from all the way down the hallway because he doesn't want to run wirelessly uh, to get his internet speed because it has too much latency for his games. Um, so the answer to your question generally is yes. You want to have a current router for all sorts of reasons, not just for performance, but also for security. There's so many devices out there by so many manufacturers that stop getting updates and the manufacturer has said it's end of life. Now, you're like, okay, what does that mean? My, my refrigerator doesn't have an end of life, right? You're going to run it forever. But your router does because they're going to stop putting security patches and updates. And then when there's vulnerabilities in this technology that is not patched, you're vulnerable. So uh, for those okay. reasons, and of course for better performance, you should maybe every four to five years consider replacing that router. Uh, in a business world, no more than six, and that thing should be replaced. Um, wow. Period. Okay, I didn't know that. Good yeah. info, yeah. So uh, if you had kids, you wouldn't even be calling. You would have already done it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, I do have a multifamily house, and, uh, you know, some of my tenants uh, use the Wi-Fi and so on and so forth. So, mm -hmm. you know, um, there are other you know, maybe one or two or three other people on it. So mm -hmm. um, it's not just me, but um, but as far as getting a new router, because I think mine's probably, yeah, I, six, seven, eight years old, so right. maybe I should get a new one. And it's also not very secure um, to have your tenants on the same network as you. I mean, it's mm. you know, right now you trust the tenant you have. The next tenant goes in there is running Wireshark and he's figuring out what you have for a bank account. <gasps> oh. Really? Well, yes, because you're on the same network. Think of it as being in an airport. So people don't even realize this. They're trying to do them a favor, but you're literally on the same network with hopefully nice people. But it is interesting. Yeah. It's not hard to do this stuff and see, oh, I see Andrew likes to is surfing over here. He's going over there. He's, it's Wireshark will tell him everything. Oh, yeah. Wow, really? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Oh, man, I'm glad I called in. We are, too. <laughs> We are too. So, All right. so do some well, updates, uh, get them off your network, have them pay for their own internet. Um, that's what they should be doing. Yeah. Yeah. And is there, is there any way if I do let them use the, the Wi-Fi? is there any way I can safeguard that more? Cause I kind of do it as just uh, like a bonus for them, you know, living in the building, but some, know. some, ra some, uh, access points will allow you to create a guest network. Uh, uh -huh. and the guest network would only give them access to the internet. It wouldn't allow them back through to anything else that's connected. Uh, you might set that up if it's a if it's a feature that's available on your router. Right. So don't give them your SSID. You don't give them the Andrew SSID. You give them the Andrew Guest SSID. Right. right. Gotcha. Wow. Okay. Great info. Oh, and that that'll also have the effect of beefing up the transit through your own network mm -hmm. because all of the devices wouldn't be talking to all of your neighbor's devices anymore. It would only right. see each other and that might actually help a little bit, probably a little, but mm -hmm. yeah. See, no good okay. decodes unpunished, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've heard that before. Yeah. Um, Oh, great info! Great info. Thanks, guys. I mean, I really appreciate it. Our you know, pleasure. I'm a little bit more, a little bit worried now, but let me go uh, and change things up a little bit. If but, you knew uh, what we knew, you wouldn't get any sleep at all. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. well, thank you so much, guys. I really appreciate all the info. Our pleasure. Mm -hmm. All right. Bye bye. Alrighty. I know. All right. So he's going to go out and turn off his 
router. We're going to step out for a quick break. We got Glenn and Weeha and Kurt and Prospect on the line. We'll be right back after this quick break. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. And we were talking with Andrew a second ago. He seemed like a nice landlord. Yeah. Right. And we told him about some of the risks of his of his tenants looking at his information. But let's say Andrew wasn't such a nice landlord. And he's given up this internet information so that he can look at yeah, there. Maybe he's the one who's got a server running on his network, running Wireshark, collecting all your traffic. Right. So, so those of you who are tenants, just because it comes free... Again, you know, we don't want to be, you know, I'm a more of a cynic than most. Um, but this kind of stuff, you guys got to think a little bit more now about yeah. security these days. And you can't mm-hmm. all be on your net, same networks. Yeah, um, definitely. Andrew did seem like a good guy, so he probably well, I'm not. I'm anything. not worried about Andrew in particular, but no. just a warning to tenants in general, you right. know, be careful. If you're on the same network, you're all mm-hmm. on the same network. Um, all right, let's go. Oh, there's a Facebook question. Oh, yes. Uh, the question is, do you need to partition an external drive and how big should you make it? Um, most uh, external drives that you buy now are already going to be partitioned. Uh, most of them are going to have an FT- NTFS partition on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it's marked as a Mac drive, it will be a AFS or APFS or whatever it's called now. Uh, but either way, there's going to be a partition there already for you. One single partition. Uh, and if it's a like a USB stick, it might be uh, XFAT or FAT32, whichever. Mm-hmm. There should be a partition. You don't need to repartition it unless you're afraid you, there's data on it that you don't want. Um, the other thing is how big should you make it? Max it out. Yeah. There, there's no point anymore in having... A bunch of small partitions. I'm going to bring up another Facebook one on the other page here. Um, Glenn is talking about he he shares his Microsoft 365 with four friends. We split the bill every year. I think it's worth it. So, again, if you're using the same email box, right, it, that's a problem, right? Because you can, yeah. you can use micro, well, one he, subscription for four or five devices, Yes, but it's the same mailbox. Uh, yeah, the same mailbox, but I think he might be talking about the, you installing the apps and yeah. activating them. Yeah, and then Microsoft- and you can do that with. Uh, I think it's either the family or the personal plan. Mm-hmm. Um, you can have up to five machines, but you're saving your data to a shared. But all of that data, well, all that activation mm-hmm. is all hinged on one account. Right, which so we or one mailbox against it. I think in that case, yeah, too. I would be real careful because data could transit between the people, right. theoretically. So uh, do what you want. Uh, it's free country. Let's go to um <laughs> for now. Let's go to Kurt in Prospect. <laughs> What's happening, Kurt? Good morning. Morning. I think, sir. I, have a, I think I have a simple question, but who knows? Uh, I got a. Google Chromebook or an Acer Chromebook from somebody like a kid who's done with school and they got them and they don't need it anymore. If I do a system restore, well, I did a pot. It's called a power wash on these things. Okay. Could I use this as my strictly like banking and that kind of stuff where I could just keep the sensitive information on that computer? Did the power wash completely clean out everything that, 
you know, a kid would might have installed. Uh, the power, as I understand it, I, ha- I don't have a lot of direct experience with this, but the power wash feature does uh, remove data, and I think it includes a data wipe, um, which is a rewrite of the different storage cells uh, so that there is no latent uh, information left behind, but it would have an SSD in it, and I don't even think it would be very easy to pick that up even if it were there. So, yeah, I think you're pretty clear. Yeah. Okay. That's a good idea. Especially if you are the one that did the power wash. Yeah, I did it. I just, okay. you know, went that, in and did like alt shit. That would that would be the that would be the only consideration here. If he said, "Hey, I power washed this for you, hand it over, and then you start using it," well, of course, you don't know what's there. But right. no, yeah, no, if you did the power yeah. wash, then you can be confident. I think. Yeah. No, I I did it, and um, I want to use it as just my strictly sensitive things like doc sensitive document sensitive account. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. So that's a pretty good idea. What kind of password yeah. are you going to use for it? I am going to use six or eight asterisks. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> six or eight asterisks. Nobody will guess that. Yeah, because, you know, so, that way if somebody's looking over my shoulder, they can see exactly what it is. And, <laughs> that's uh, pretty funny. <laughs> wonder, does, that, does asterisk work as a special character? I've never tried that. That's oh, f- there's oh. there's asterisks in that's funny. Pa- a lot you of passwords. Have, you can have one, but you need you know caps and numbers. And no, but I like <laughs> your idea, Kurt. That's good. <laughs> yeah. All right, good stuff. Oh, Use that okay, Chromebook the way you're planning. It's a good idea. Thanks for the info. You got it, sir. Bye bye. Six or eight asterisks. It's <laughs> a good answer. See, it's the first time somebody actually gave me his password. <laughs> Took a while, but he fi- we have finally somebody to do it. Let's go to Glenn in Weeha, West Hartford, as it's as we know it. What's happening, Glenn? Hey, good morning. Morning. Um, I'm about to make a switch from an Android phone to an Apple phone. Oh no! And I'd like to. We're losing yeah, you. Sorry. Oh. Well, it, is, it has to do with more text messaging than. I get I get text messages from my kids, and if I started on an iPad, then I'm I'm getting their text on different machines and not getting things and stuff. So yeah, so I thought I'd make the jump. Okay, but, but my question's on pictures. Yeah, you know, I, when I get a new phone, I'm sure the resolution will be higher and the picture sizes will be bigger and stuff. Is there any kind of smart way to to manage the, the, the your memory usage with all these pictures that are accumulated? Like when you archive in Google, I don't think it reduces memory; it just puts them someplace else. Hmm. Um, we're going to have to look it up. Uh, yeah. We're not big iPhone users. We'll look it up to see if there's any kind of memory management tool that Apple offers. Um, I know we've heard of people having issues with their offsite backups with their um, Apple devices, and they start charging you. Um, but that can yeah. also happen with Google as well. Let us uh, hold you over the break a little bit and see what we can find for you. So with, with my Android phone, what I would do is I'd plug it into a USB port on a Windows computer. So Glenn, find the drive yeah. where the photos were, and I'd just move them off. Yeah, we're going to hold you over, okay? Can we hold you over and okay, talk more? Great. All right, we're going to talk more with Glenn. We'll be right back. Hi, Rick Edelman here. Looking for a financial advisor who can help you with digital assets? Go to the advisor directory at thetruthayf.com. Thousands of advisors have obtained their certificate in blockchain and digital assets, demonstrating that they have the knowledge they need so they can give you the advice you need about this new asset class. If you're interested in digital assets, 
make sure you're talking to a financial advisor who knows what they're talking about. Demonstrated by their attaining the certificate in blockchain and digital assets. Find a financial advisor at the advisor directory at thetruthayf.com. It's a free service that connects you with advisors across the country who can help you. Blockchain's revolutionary software, as impactful as the original internet. Make sure you get the advice you need from a skilled and knowledgeable advisor who holds the certificate in blockchain and digital assets. Find one at the advisor directory at thetruthayf.com. It's a Subaru summer at Pratera Subaru Outlet in Hartford, where it just makes sense to buy your new Subaru and save hundreds, even thousands over other area Subaru dealers. With a huge selection of new Subarus, you'll find exactly what you're looking for at great prices. Save on brand new 2022 Outbacks, starting at just $28,070. And brand new 2022 Imprezas, starting at a low $19,755. Get the luxurious 8-passenger SUV Ascent for just $33,420. For Terra Subaru Outlet's pricing will save you hundreds, even thousands. So it just makes sense to buy your new Subaru from Bertera Subaru Outlet in Hartford. And with 0% financing available on select models, your savings could be even more. Make it a Subaru summer of savings and buy your new Subaru from Bertera Subaru Outlet in Hartford. Exit 33 off I-91 at the corner of Weston and Jennings and online at BerteraMotors.com. And now, a WTIC News Update. 1030, sticky in Hartford at 77 degrees. I'm Morgan Cunningham, WTIC 1080 News. Inclement weather in the forecast is causing a number of cities and private professional firework displays in Connecticut to be on hold. Middletown falling victim to rain in the forecast. Thank you, Morgan. We are back. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. This is <laughs> Yes, Carolyn is running the... <laughs> She's on the board giving us some patriotic move, uh, music for this uh, 4th of July weekend. And I uh, want to thank her for that. Let's go to uh, back to your calls. And we have had Glenn on hold here who wants to try to manage his new iPhone that he got for the kids. Right there, Glenn? Yep. All right. That's it. 
And he had, you know, with Android, you were able to move pictures off pretty easily. You plug the phone into the computer and copy them off. And, and, and Dennis has got some answers here for you. Well, the the good news is you would be able to move uh, f- photos and pretty much anything off the iPhone uh, to a computer. Yeah. Uh, if you've got a Windows computer, uh, you'll install iTunes. And then you'd open iTunes, or actually it might start up when you plug in the iPhone. And then from yeah. inside that, you can move anything you want off to the computer. Okay. Uh, if you have a Mac, you would use a separate app for each thing, like Photos would use the Photos app, Moving Music would use the Music app, and so on. And pay, uh, also pay attention to the, the, the types of files. Apple creates some weird file yeah, types. Yeah, they do. If there's a way to change the default of how you're creating photos and or they're being saved, I would change it to JPEG or something like that. Yeah, more universal. You're going to be dealing with trying to convert them. So once you take a photo with an iPhone or an iPad, mm-hmm. have, have you permanently consumed memory on that device unless you take some other action, even though you've got iCloud backing these things up? Oh, it'll take up space on the iPhone yep. until you move it off. Yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. Uh, right, also, Mike question. G. found an article about moving from Android to iPhone, mm. uh, and we can post that, too, for you. Oh, great. So you want to look at both that articles that we got. Okay, well, thanks for the help. Mm-hmm. Our pleasure, Glenn. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. But, yeah, I do find a lot of folks who are surprised after they get their iPhone. They're like, man, nobody can. everyone's having trouble opening my pictures, the movie files uh, Yeah, there's a, there's a weird format. I think it's called ATIC or yeah. something like that. Uh, and it's the default that iPhones are now saving photos in. Mm-hmm. I think there's a way to change that. Yeah, there's got to be. There's got to be. So feel free to get online, guys. 860-522-9842. That's the number. I did want to bring up, so we talked a little bit about Radio Shack 2 last week because of uh, the whole cryptocurrency craze, as it, as it's called, and everything's plummeting, which is as far as I'm concerned, it's great news. Um, it can go to zero as fast as it, it can't go to zero fast enough as far as I'm concerned. But the folks at Radio Shack, um, they used to be known as the answer people, which is kind of neat. You oh, could, right. You'd go in there and get your stuff and ask questions about how to, usually with speakers and what have you. They were a great company. Purchased by some oh, other they company. They used to now. have a tube tester right in the store. Sure, sure. <laughs> now somebody bought the name Radio Shack and is now, it's getting a little grungy and, and, and I don't know, the tweets are kind of... I don't know. They're adult um, in nature, and they're trying to get people to to look at them. Hey, look at me. I'm Radio Shack, and they want to get you into their own crypto coin and be part of a crypto exchange. <laughs> yes. So I don't know. I'm not sure how you take a, a brand like that, like Radio Shack, and turn it into to what they're turning it into. But I'm not even going to put the links up there for you. You can find them yourself if you're interested. But what they've been tweeting is just pretty gross. And... uh it's real. And people were thinking that their Twitter account literally was hacked, but it wasn't, and they were proud of what they were posting. So um, if you if it takes that to sell fake dollar, fake money to some fool, right? Greater fool theory. If it takes that, you got to ask yourself how can how is anybody treating this stuff seriously? I don't know why they still are. Um, they still are, but anybody can create their own coin, guys, and they can put whatever value on it they want. Hey, it's worth this. It's worth that. Does that does that make sense? I understand that <laughs> our government prints money. I know. Yes, backed by the full faith and credit in quotes. I know. I know. But crypto is backed by nothing. Just right. a, b- a bunch of dingalings out there 
spending their f real American dollars on fake crypto money. Let's go to Antoinette in Fairfield next. What's happening, Antoinette? Hello, how are you? Good, how are you doing? Okay. You, I know you guys are not Apple users, but I'm calling about hey, the Hey, wait a minute, phone. wait a minute, wait a minute. I have a Mac at home. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm going to get a laptop Apple. I've been dying for one for years. Cool. I have an issue with the iPhone. It's the iPhone 7 my son got me a couple of years ago. And it happened month, this Monday and two Mondays prior. It was like the iPhone gremlin was trying to do what it wanted to do, scrolling, typing thousand letters a minute. I'm trying to close it out, and it was difficult to do that. Do you think the iPhone possibly had been hacked or someone was trying to hack the iPhone? No. No. We think it's old. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, it's kind of an old phone. So, you know, you could have something stuck, like, a, you know, when you're, I don't know, I, we, I don't think anybody's hacking it. Uh, iPhones are pretty pretty secure devices, but I would say it's probably just showing its age, Antoinette. Okay, yeah, because I don't think when he got it, it would have been a refurbished one. Cause he wanted me to have an iPhone. I had to have an iPhone, so he brought it, and I was grateful for it. <laughs> yeah, and believe it or right. not, and when we say old, it was released, they were released in 2016, Mm-hmm. So six years, it's 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 old in phone years. Um, it's it's unfortunate, but yeah, yeah. And you could always bring it to the Apple Store and have the guys at the fruit stand take a look at it for you. Sure. Okay. That's definitely worth a trip. Definitely worth a trip. Okay. I I would. Yeah, and that way you at least have them kind of diagnose it. They don't. They, I don't think they charge you for it. Do they? I don't think when you go there, they don't charge you for it. I think you have to buy yeah, Apple I think, Care. Yeah, because it's old and there's no um, Apple Care on it. So uh -oh. that would probably be why now, after they did, this has been happening for several months now, mm. maybe a year now, um, after they do their automatic updates. Because mm -hmm. I have my iPad, which I love my iPad since they came out. Yeah, I used to be able to think like the phones and the text messages yeah it hasn't been doing that even with someone who has an iphone only a couple of people i type because i can type better on the ipad and, and you know read it later on the iphone yeah. it doesn't do that but for a couple of people now gotcha so you're becoming less compatible as things are aging yeah 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 that's kind yeah, of their that's kind of apple's business model yeah, yeah. that's unfortunate too <laughs> so okay so, but just don't think it should be replaced because I'm thinking maybe I just need to get a new phone. Like you said, it's old; it may not. Well, yeah, six or seven years old is is definitely old for a phone. Um, so you know, you could talk to the the iPhone folks and see if they have any suggestions. But they're really expensive devices. I know. Yeah. <laughs> you can buy two pixels for one i the cost of one iPhone. So, I mean. That's why I'm an Android fan, uh, not necessarily because the company behind it is any better than any other companies, because it's probably worse uh, being Google, but um, the price is right. Yeah, that's right. Um, I, I can use the iPad, love that, but mm -hmm. I'm still learning how to use the iPhone. Yeah. Well, Don't ask me. I know it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't fit, but it is. Okay. Right. All right. All right, Antoinette. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Have a good weekend.
Um, yeah, six or seven years of a phone, it, it starts to get to it, show its age. So it's probably yeah, going and there. it's gonna it's gonna lose support for different kinds of apps. The the iOS the iOS won't get updated anymore. Right. Yeah. You. It's yeah. Not a good situation. Time to make a change. Let's go to Jerry in Ellington next. What's happening, Jerry? Well, uh, I have a an issue that's uh, pretty, I'll say, pretty deep in the weeds. Okay. I had uh, the uh, Fidelity app for uh, Trader Pro. All right. And, uh, well, it actually happened on, like, June 16th. It was working. On June 17th, it was not working. So I it wouldn't load. <clears throat> Excuse me. But what happened is uh, I called Fidelity. I was on the phone with them. They said, well, try to install it or uninstall it and mm-hmm. reinstall over it. It wouldn't do that. I wouldn't, couldn't even get it to uninstall. I went to the Microsoft support uh, forum, and I uninstalled it with REV. Revo, Revo uninstaller. You used one of my favorite utilities. Exactly. Sorry. (laughs) I got it uninstalled, and I tried to reinstall it, and it would not reinstall. It'll get to the setup, and it'll flash a few screens, and that's it. What, what, um, Jerry, what operating system are you running? I'm on uh, an i7, but it's a... uh, a fourth, I think it's fourth generation, 2014. Oh, what operating system is it? Windows 7, yeah, Windows yeah, 10? 10? Yeah, Win- 10. Windows 10. Do you know what the yeah. uh, the, ver- the flavor of 10 you're running? 20H2? Uh, yeah, I think it's H2. It's H2. If you uh, run Winver, W-I-N-V-E-R, you should find out which version of uh, Windows you have. Yeah. Or which version of Windows 10? Because I'm yeah, seeing a I'm, ton of I'm pretty of issues. sure it's that 21H2 version. All right. Well, that would be current. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so, well, that was that. And uh, then I said, okay, I'll go back to a restore point and try that process. And I saw that on June 16th, actually, there was some module updates that they try to establish there was three entries for that that did not take so i saw behind that there was a june 12th version so i tried it before i did that i said well let me set up a restore point on on the uh, 17th when i try to run it what happened was that june 12th restore point went away so, bottom line was, huh. <laughs> I went to uh, the viewer log. I couldn't get into that. I ran uh, check disk, the R version, mm-hmm. and for oh. four hours it ran. Yeah, and, with the R checked, it will, sure. Yep, yep. And I tried it again, and it's not been cooperating. So, I'm at the bottom line where... Do I need to, or will, or do you think the uh, Windows 10 uh, uh, refresh or reboot or reloading it 
would help this, or is it hmm. something physical going on? Oh, it's software. It's, it's a software definitely issue. software. That's not. That's not a. It's your operating system that's fighting with you. Um, hmm. I assume you're doing all this as a, at a, with an administrator credential, right? Yes. Okay. Oh, I actually even installed a new administrator uh, ID log- logon. Oh, you created a new account. Yep. Wow. And that wouldn't and that wouldn't work either. No. Oh. Yeah. The software is not loading now. Antivirus. What are you running for antivirus, Jerry? I uh, turned. I well, I went to Defender. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I turned off all the options on that and tried okay. to reload it, and it still wouldn't reload. All right, so you fully uninstalled it, and Fidelity just said to reinstall. They gave you no you other know, options? I, mean, I talked to them a couple times, and <laughs> they said it was beyond them what was well, going on. Yeah. I mean, if I were at the computer, I'd be looking at the event log and seeing what, what yeah. was in there from the time that you did ran the installer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that might actually give you a clue as to what's wrong. Yeah. I, I'm looking at a couple of different... Um, questions about this that are on Microsoft's uh, uh, support forums, right? And there right. are a couple of people that had had at least one idea that might help. Um, and that is to go open up your uh, open up Explorer and go to your C drive, and you're yeah. going to go into the users directory. Yep. Then you're going to open up your own username, whichever whatever that happens yep. to be. Right, right. And then you open up app data. Right. And you open up to, a local. And you open you change it to to that dot that quote dot percent deal. Uh oh well you can you can put in app data. I'm just having you drive all the way down from the from the root of the drive. Yeah. Okay. So you go to app data underneath your username, mm-hmm. and then local. Yep. And then you go to apps. Yep. Okay, and in there, there's there might be a directory called two point zero. Right. I okay. I, you rename that to something else. Right. Too old. Okay. You. I, oh, you've I, already hit this. I've been through that. All I right. <laughs> <laughs> so Jerry, so then so what other applications are on this machine? How important uh, is it to you? Well, a lot. <laughs> okay. Because I was worried cuz the the option to wipe and reload is becoming a strong option to make this yeah, work. Something it, is corrupt. It, yeah. And you've yeah. obviously gone into gone into the weeds here already cuz you're already doing this stuff. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So the question to wipe and reload comes in is like, geez, all right. So I got to wipe and reload my whole machine in the hopes that the Fidelity app will run. Now, we know Logic is going to tell us it, it'll probably work. Something is corrupt in this in your operating system, and when you load Fidelity well, after wipe and reload, it should work. Question, uh, before you go that far, sure. have you run an sure. SFC? Mm, right, system no. file checker. You Before you take the step of doing the reload, which it may come to this, mm-hmm. but right. I would have you open up a, a command prompt as an administrator. Mm-hmm. And you're right. going to type in the, these three letters, S is in Sam, F is in Frank, C, space, then a slash, which is underneath the uh, question mark, Forward and then okay. scan yeah, now. Right. What S- is that? F- scan now, S-C-A-N-N-O-W. Oh, 
after this flash. Yep. Yep. And then hit enter and let it go. And it may actually fix something in the operating system. I'm not sure that it will work. I'm not even confident that it'll work. But it's a lot less troublesome than doing a wipe and reload. So yeah. it's worth taking yeah. twenty minutes to do it. Do you have a yeah. do you have a Chromebook or some other computer? Uh, I have a an iPad. Okay. Is there a Fidelity uh, app for the iPad? No, it won't. Actually, it won't run on iPad. Oh, figures. <laughs> uh, so yeah, yeah, I think Jerry, you've got a, something corrupt. One of the DLLs that this this program needs is corrupt. Yeah. And a dynamic link library within Windows has yeah. got a, yeah. something wrong. There, there, there could be security still blocking it, but it sounds like you took care of that. Mm -hmm. You don't. Yeah. Is this a BitLocker computer? Is it is it encrypted? No. Okay. No, it's okay. So yeah. it's not encrypted. Yeah. I think you've yeah, done everything. Like Go ahead. Yeah. I think something in that module screwed it up. And Well, who knows? What Some update either on the Fidelity. However, Fidelity probably it has could, thousands it, and thousands of users out there. It could also yeah. be a .NET framework that got trampled by another application installer, and there's really no way for you to determine which one did it. Yeah. Right. They, they sort of mentioned something about the framework.net. Mm -hmm. Uh, you could do a .NET framework repair. Have you tried that? No. All right, so we'll give we you the command for that, to that too. Well, I guess the biggest question, Jerry, are you making any money with this thing? <laughs> <laughs> Don't ask. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, most of us aren't anymore. So, uh, <laughs> do you really want to see your well, your portfolio? At best. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. So we'll give you that. We'll give you the .NET repair tool, the system file checker you're going to try, and you might look at a wipe and a reload, or you're just going to take all your money out of Fidelity, put it in your mattress, and and hold your breath. Yeah. Uh, and Mike G suggested uh, creating a virtual machine and just. Well, that's next level stuff. Mike. Yeah, that's. Yeah. Well, he well, seems up he for was, it. He was already traveling down through the guts of his Windows user profile. Yeah. And he also thought to create a new Account. admin user and try to do it from there. He did. Yeah. So yeah. he's. We're not talking to an amateur. No, are you up for spinning up a virtual instance of Windows 10 so you can run wind, run I'll your app to, within I'll a virtual to, version? I'll have to look that one up. Yeah. That's next level stuff, man. Yeah. And, and it's going to be running on a corrupted Windows 10. Yeah. <laughs> oh, right. Well, yeah. I don't know if it's going to get... Who knows what's going to happen with that, but it could work. All right, let me let me try these couple... Yeah, let us know if it works, Jerry. What happens. We want to know how it goes. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. I, I was hoping for a burp somewhere on a, on a restart that it would uh, fix itself, but that never happened yet. The other option is to literally... I mean, I can't believe I'm going to tell you this. Upgrade to Windows 11. <sighs> <laughs> oh, oh, it's not compatible. Oh, it's not? They're, te they're telling me it's not compatible. Okay. I'm not, sure. I'm not sure why, but it's not. Okay. Oh, so they say. Well, they probably haven't well, tested it. They they probably have not put it through the rigorous testing that would be required. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, another reason that we recommend not doing it, but that would give you a nice, fresh operating system if that upgrade occurred. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that would be. I guess it couldn't yeah. get worse. <laughs> Thanks. All right. Good luck, Jerry. Okay. Let us know how it goes. We'll give you some of those links, okay? Okay. Thanks a lot. Have a great weekend. Yeah, you too. Bye. Bye. So this that call is more like the calls we get during our regular work day. Yeah. 
right? I mean, it's, yeah. <laughs> whether it's an ERP system or a, an accounting system or a medical system or what have you, that's the kind of weirdness that we deal with on a regular basis. All and, the time. And then you got to decide, do you work on it granularly like he was, trying to fix the, the DLL or run the tools to see if you can correct the, the corruption, or do you take a sledgehammer to it and wipe and reload? But if he's got a bunch of software, he's got to reload all that software. Of course, you do the Fidelity one first to see. But, well, right, yeah. But you, still, You get that one laid down and then everything else on top. What a kick to the teeth if it didn't work after a wipe and a reload. But it should. Logic would tell you it would work. Um, so we're here till 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online. 860-522 is the number. Four lines wide open uh, before the top of the hour. I don't think we have another break coming until the... Till the, the top of the hour, so we're good to go if you want to give us a ring. And we do have some news you wanted to bring up that we didn't get to yet. Oh, yeah. Um, I've got an article here about an FBI warning. Yeah. Which is that people, as in crooks, yes, are using deep fakes to apply for remote jobs. Oh, my goodness. In other words, you set up a, let's say you're an employer, you're, you're you know, you're interviewing people. Uh, these are people that are creating deep fake videos or deep fake uh, profiles, right? Um, to interview with you, like a puppet. Or, your puppet. You're going to put a, yeah. a skin over yourself. That's a yeah. puppet of a fake of somebody else, right? And it looks like that person, right? And, and sounds they, maybe even like that right. Person. And and they're it's actually identity fraud in most cases. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're they're using this in order to get. Jobs. Well, it appears two reasons. Number yeah. one, they might just be trying to pick up on intelligence about the business. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, just go through the process and figure out who some of the higher ups are that you talk to at the time that you're getting hired. Gotcha. Uh, and then the other thing is they might be looking for some kind of a signing bonus to get paid and then they don't show up. Uh, but either way, they're using some pretty developed technology in order to make this work. And it only works <coughs> for remote. because we're doing so many remote interviews and stuff. Right. Unbelievable. So you can't, you just can't trust anything anymore, Dennis. Really? <laughs> <laughs> I want to thank all you guys for joining us on this Saturday morning. Hope you have a great 4th of July. I want to thank Mike G for posting everything over at Computer Talk with Tab and over on Facebook. And Dennis posts on Facebook, on Computer Talk as well. And, uh, it's all there for you guys, so you don't have to remember what we brought, we talked about. I want to thank Carolyn for producing the show today. Great job, as always. Yep. And uh, next week, I think we have Wes Bryan on. Oh. I think he's due. I think it's when it's due. Oh, okay. Now I'm questioning myself. But I think he's coming on next week. We'll talk about backups. Uh, Great. And that's something that we've always talked about here on Computer Talk, how important they are. You've heard some of the calls today. You understand Yeah, that. we've even told one person, do nothing but back up first. Exactly. Dr. Lessie's up next with Healthy Rounds. We want you to be geeks, too. See you next Saturday. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle.
vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.